The worst thing you can do with someone who's dopamine wired is to give them a routine. We live in the moment ADHD people. No forward, no backwards. Right now we want the pleasure. What you're really looking for is a dopamine hit. Yeah. You're looking for connection. So what is going on with the ADHD brain and dopamine? The brain is a very logical computer. It doesn't like stress. That is 100% why people who are hardwired for dopamine require it. Are there any kind of hacks out there for us ADHDers? Yes, so... Welcome to the ADHD Fempreneur Podcast, where we unleash the power of the ADHD entrepreneurial mind. I'm Kerry Fitzgibbon. Ladies, let's turn your superpower into success. Welcome to this week's episode of ADHD Fempreneur. Uh, super excited to have a celebrity naturopath, really good friend of mine, a best-selling author, um, knows absolutely everything there is to know about hormones, Sam Bopatrick, and Today, we're actually going to touch on the subject of ADHD and hormones. Now, in the previous episodes, I have spoken a little bit about my experience going through uh, perimenopause um, and with the symptoms perhaps being a bit more, you know, uh, uh, noticing them more. But I just wanted to get Sam on here because she's the expert to talk more about ADHD, the role of hormones um, with ADHD and so on. So thank yes, you. thank you so much. And uh, the topic of the hormones is, you know, it's a bit of a minefield. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, background nursing and pharmaceuticals. And then probably around 2004, um, I've been a naturopath and nutritionist for about two years. I really first had my insight to the power of hormones and when they're out, what can go wrong? Mm. Because hormones historically, and um, people watching this might go, oh, it's the most boring topic in the past, now the oh. most interesting topic. Yeah. Particularly if you're going through menopause, but um, also, you know, postnatal depression, fertility, can't fall pregnant. Those things are all hormone or often hormone um, driven. So, yeah, I see the world through hormone eyes now. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, do you want to know what hormones are? Yes. So tell me tell me about some of the, I guess what I want your, um, you know, and again, I, I understand this on a, on a level where I've, I've I experienced myself what hormones are happening and what's happening in my body for the ADHD symptoms to, you know, be, be where they are, whether they are high or low on any given day, depending on a few factors. Um, but what? tell us about the hormones that are in play with, with ADHD, uh, first and foremost. Yeah, so um, we've got hormones that are uh, they're, they're like the body's postal service. So they'll take a message from what's called a gland, so that's where hormones are produced, to another part of the body. Now, in so there's some that are uh, around blood sugar, they're insulin glucagon, they're two hormones. If you jump out of a plane, you'll produce lots of adrenaline and noradrenaline. So they're two hormones that actually get our heartbeat going quicker, um, tightening up our blood vessels so our blood pressure goes up and deepening up our um, breath so we can get more oxygen in so we can, you know, fright or flight thing. Um, But there's also um, in the brain quite – there's three distinct hormones and there might be a couple of others that um, I – there's one – Okay, so the, the main ones are there's noradrenaline, which I just mentioned. So uh, in America they call it epinephrine yes. and norepinephrine. I can never pronounce it. Yeah, so you're here. Yeah, so uh, the, they're the two that I was mentioning have the fright or flight um, impact. So they're epinephrine or norepinephrine. In Australia we call them noradrenaline and adrenaline. Mm-hmm. So people say, oh, you're an adrenaline junkie because it's addictive. Mm. And I'm pretty sure if we broke down some of the ADHD characteristics, people find it addictive. 
Like it's fun being busy and bubbly and having all these fun things go on. So sometimes that's noradrenaline. Mm. There's another one that's uh, – these are predominantly in the brain. So dopamine. Mm. One, it's my that's, second favourite hormone. I was going to say, and that's the, the key that we talk about all the time, getting our dopamine hit. Yes. Um, because we – now, that tell me, uh, this is actually what I'm curious about. So what is going on with the ADHD brain and dopamine? We hear at a, in a, in a very basic level that we don't produce enough. Enough, yeah. yeah. And so one of the um, – within the brain, when you watch how we simulate data – so through our eyes or through our senses, it goes through an incredible process. Like the brain is just, you know, I did neurosurgery as a nurse for a couple of years and um, all, you know, neurosurgeons and neurosurgical nurses think that the brain's everything. Then I was cardiology, so we all think the heart's everything and now I'm everything. Yeah. Um, so everything's important. Um, but within the uh brain itself, it'll assimilate all this information for outside, so many bits of data. Now it's being bombarded with, oh, what's that smell? What's your butt cheek doing at the moment? It's holding us upright. It's making us laugh. It's also aware of noises in the background. Oh. And it's filtering out very quickly what is life-threatening and what's not. Yeah. Our, our higher self, our um, hippocampus and our amygdala are all about our survival. Mm. So as this data is coming through, it's going ping, ping, don't need to worry about that, do need to worry about that, adjust your posture, sit up tight, you know, all this sort of stuff. It does it, most of it unconsciously. Yeah. But it uses these neurotransmitters to m make those messages and those decisions from different parts of our brain because the different parts of the brain do different things. Yep. Okay. So, um, so through a lot of our information, it comes through the parietal and temporal lobe, which then gets mixed with a bit of memory very rapidly. Is this going to kill me? Last time <laughs> that dog bit me, it was close call, um, to going to back to the frontal cortex. Yep. And then the cerebellum plays a role with dopamine because it goes, is this pleasure or pain? What am I going to do? Right, yeah. And makes the decision. Yep. And then the frontal cortex goes, you're going to run because it wasn't right. that pleasurable last time. <laughs> Hopefully. So, yeah. Hopefully. Or you're going to stay and play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's one of the roles of okay. dopamine. And yep. the third uh, hormone, and they can be called neurotransmitters in the brain, is uh, serotonin. Mm. Mm. So they're the three predominant ones. But there's another one called GABA, which is incredibly important. And GABA uh, helps people relax. Um, and when people are edgy or they'll often run their GABA down yep. and they won't be able to sleep and they'll experience heightened anxiety. So these are all hormones. Yeah, okay. Mm. So would that mean that some of the people, because there's obviously different types of ADHD, mm. you know, mm -hmm. um, so does that mean that some of the people that have more of the anxious type of ADHD might have uh, less yeah, GABA. 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 Correct. <laughs> Correct. Right. Okay. So, because yeah. we all hear it, like I said, uh, you know, I know the dopamine, I know the serotonin, I know the uh, adrenal, adrenal stuff and yeah. heard of that. So, how, how do, well, like, what is going on in our brain with those hormones then? What's, what's happening with those hormones? Well, a lot of what our outcomes are, what we eat. So for dopamine, as an example, uh, depending on, you know, you might, you might drop tyrosine, which is an amino acid, and you might not produce enough dopamine. So our hormones and our neurotransmitters, in this case, heavily rely on a healthy diet. So if we're not eating those nutrients, then we can run at a deficit. What we're hearing out there as an ADHD person is um, we don't, you know, basic, we don't produce enough dopamine. Yeah. Right? What actually does that mean that we don't produce enough dopamine? Or are we producing enough dopamine, but it's the transmitter from the frontal cord, you know, to the to the back that's not working properly? Because that's <laughs> what me. I've heard is that the bridge between yeah. you know, our executive functioning, which is all at the frontier, to, you know, some of the other 
goodies in the back here is not impaired. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's and that's exactly what happens. So, um, you know, these these are like a postal service. These mm. hormones, the dopamine, and it takes a message from one part to another. Now, if you're low in that, it's going to be lagged. Mm. Or we know with um, PET scans and EEG, so um, when you do the, measure the brain activity, that uh, the thought will be here and it's recognisable in the frontal corte- cortex but the emotion hasn't arrived yet. Oh, yeah. So there's this lag and it's like, what's going on? You know, it's, I mean, I've exaggerated. It's not like that because it's milliseconds. Yeah, but still. But that's that's why the um, importance of these, do- these, not just dopamine, but all the hormones have to be at a, um, a, a functional level and I really think that we're missing the opportunity with food because mm. um, for, if we take dopamine, which is my second favourite hormone, like I believe they've got personalities and we can talk <laughs> about the personalities of hormones soon. I have, I have. That's why dopamine's my second favourite. You know, it's, it needs um, B6, it needs tyrosine, um, phenylalanine, it needs quite a few nutrients to be able to produce that. Now, if the person hasn't got a diet, you might not be getting any tyrosine through your food, you're going to be low on dopamine. Mm. And so, is that where you seek out other things? Is that where people seek out what we call dopamine hits? So you go okay. and do something that's, um, you know, super fun or that you really enjoy and avoid the things that bore you because that doesn't do anything. Right. Beautiful question. So um, can I tell you why dopamine is my second oh, favourite yes, hormone? Yes, yeah, Okay, yeah, so yeah. my favourite hormone, if anyone's interested, is oxytocin. Oh, yes. So oxytocin is just a beautiful uh, hormone that makes us feel joy and happiness and connection. Dopamine also does that. Now, dopamine is our pleasure or pain hormone. Mm. When we're in groups together and we're going through adversity, dopamine goes up. Mm. And it's a bonding hormone, so it makes us feel good. Now, to that so let's just say we went on a rafting expedition this weekend um, and it's a bit, you know, everything's changing, you know, um, nothing's predictable. In that environment, people flourish because it's like, woo. And dopamine, 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 dopamine gets mm. um, surge, 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 and it brings us, um, it brings this sense of belonging and unity. Now, when that holiday's over or that experience is over, go back oh. solitary on your own. It's like, oh. yeah, the the hit's not coming there as much, and the dopamine levels go down again. So uh, that is one hundred percent why people who um, are hardwired for dopamine require it. So the worst thing you can do with someone who's say in the workplace, who's dopamine wired, is to give them a routine. You need to be there at nine. You're not going, your lunch break's at 12. Um, You have to sit there. You have to count things repetitively. They will go bonkers. Give them a free reign and to explore and create. So dopamine's, um, we can generate it when we're in creation mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes up and there's a sense of completion and um, wholeness and uh, it's, you know, through music, through just using it. Some people are tactile, so using their hands or their brain, marketing, um, as long as there's a result at some point because mm. that's where the pleasure bit comes. Mm. But it's a good result is what I find. It has to be – it can't be a, a long-term result down the – Delayed re, delayed pleasure? Yes. It has to be – it's in the moment. So is that mm. – I'm assuming that's a hormonal thing. In the, in the moment, you know, we live in the moment, ADHD people. No forward, no backwards, no whatever <laughs> way we're going to go. Yeah. It's right now we want the pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so hardwired for, for yeah. pleasure and seeking activities that give that dopamine because that's one of the few times when dopamine levels are high that they feel complete and mm-hmm. pleasured. So if hormones play a big role in ADHD, is I mean, kind of know the answer to this, but I want your side of things. Is that why that, you know, um, there are certain times in as a, as a female in 
our lives where our symptoms get worse. So we might have symptoms and we might be really, really great at masking. Go through puberty. Uh-oh, it's not so good anymore. And that's what my daughter's doing. Uh-huh. Uh, birth. So um, when I you know, had a baby, I also had really high symptoms um, of ADHD and then cruised into perimenopause and uh, <laughs> right up there right now. Yeah. That would be so it'd be hormone related. Yeah, definitely. Did you find that uh, after postpartum that your symptoms were worse yeah. or placated? Well, actually, no. I had a really good uh, I wasn't great. Preg- pregnant, bad, bad experience yeah. being pregnant. Couldn't, didn't cope. Didn't like brain fog and everything. But afterwards, yes, certainly felt happy. But I had a purpose with a baby. I don't know what was going mm. on there because I'm not maternal at all. Uh, there was no, there was no, there was no um, routine. So I didn't mm. have the typical baby routine that I was told I needed to have. But I just had fun. Yeah, good. <laughs> and um, but yes, definitely brain fog. Uh, but I wouldn't say I experience too bad a symptoms after that. Mine were perimenopause. That's when I that's that's why I got diagnosed in the last year. Yes. Yes. So, so <clears throat> the the female body and the male body goes through uh, fluctuations of hormones at certain times. Now the female body goes through it every month while yeah. she's having periods. Mm-hmm. So we will get um, an increase in ox- um, estrogen and progesterone when there's no ensuing fertility or pregnancy conception, flushes it out and the levels will drop. Now those cycles alone bring their own changes mm-hmm. and um, changes in the brain and how we assimilate our life and information. It's interesting that uh, after your baby was born that you felt fine because what you've just described is perfect. Mm. You know, lots of changing, unpredictability, and you found it pleasurable. Mm. So that's perfect. You also, with the brain fog, would have been releasing a hormone called oxytocin. Now, if you could have those two hormones in your body uh, through, um, I guess, acceptable behaviours, then you're fine. Mm, right. It's only when we sit there and be like, oh, my God, I've got to do the banking, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and it's like the things we find painful yep. that we start looking for pleasure things and mm. we get distracted. Yes, yes. But, and you, yeah, does that if you, yes. yes. And you don't finish task. And no. it's like you jump from one to another and you walk into a room and you go, what am I doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> it has hormones to play it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I walked into here. I think there's a reason why. What? I've opened the fridge again for the 20th time today. And believe it or not, nothing's changed in there. <laughs> no, no, it's still the same. It's still the same. <laughs> yeah. But with the perimenopause, which you oh. raise as well. So dopamine, um, th- those hormones, adrenaline, noradrenaline. So we'll stick to the Australian sort of um, explanation or names that we use for those. Uh, they, they're produced by the adrenal glands. Now, through menopause, so we happy, happy, happy making, um, hatching an egg, those are our fertile years. Once all the eggs are hatched mm-hmm. from our uh, ovaries, no more eggs, mm. and our body goes through this transition called menopause. At that point, our adrenal glands need to start producing those hormones that the eggs used to produce, so estrogen and progesterone. I'm finding more women are burnt out mm. at that point in life than ever before, than it's ever been documented, and maybe it is... Uh, a bit like your podcast, just topics that weren't discussed, you know, mm. 20 years ago. But certainly females in their 40s are more burnt out than they've ever been. Mm. There's more social pressure, financial pressure, that uh, they're raising their kids longer than they used to. You know, kids used to be like, 16, bye. Now it's like, oh, my God, the 24-year-old's still here eating the house <laughs> and I still have to work longer than I had anticipated. Yeah. And they're getting burnout. So the adrenal glands are not making the same hormone mix as they might have been in the 20s. Mm. And so I'm sure a lot of the symptoms that people are experiencing in their, um, so it's pre-menopause before, 
Yeah. Perry going through it and postmenopause, any symptom during there that's uh, worse or accentuated is always hormones. Yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. And it's not surprising that women are having more symptoms for me during perimenopause because yeah. they're probably bordering on burnout. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's actually what has happened to me in the last year or so. You know, go through moments, I'm like, I'm burnt out, go on holiday because uh, I can do that now, yes. you know, luckily. You know, built my businesses and stuff before I got through this. Stuff. <laughs> now, um, but and then I'll be right and then I'll feel a burnout again. So probably not completely right, I'd say. So tell me, so if, you know, what are there any kind of, I guess, biohacks out there for us ADHD? Is that, you know, aside from the medication side of things that, you, you know, we can do to perhaps make our hormones better? Yes. So depending on the phase, so if the person's uh, not menopausal and even for guys that might watch this, I think – Activity mm. and high-impact activity is mm. fantastic. Boxing, dynamic, changing sort of activities, not necessarily gym because gym's pretty static and might get a bit boring. Uh, outdoor activities, you know, rafting, stand-up paddling, surfing, things where the environment's changing and the landscape's always different, uh, allows the body to get rid of that frenetic energy that can often build up but also gives you that dopamine mm. hit. And, and the other hormones as well that we want, like serotonin and um, oxytocin, they'll all occur in a changing landscape. So exercise is super important. Yep. Uh, foods are really important. So we don't, as I was saying before, you might be missing just one key nutrient and you won't be able to produce dopamine. So it's really important to have, if you're um, vegetarian, you'll have to look at some dopamine vegetarian sources, um, sorry, tyrosine vegetarian sources, and there's not a lot. Uh, so you know, turkey's one, for example. Meat's are very high in these proteins that our body needs and your green leafy veggies. So making sure that you've got a diet that covers off those things because you know, people come to me for nutrition advice and I go, I look at their food and I go, yeah. there's nothing in here that's green. Yeah. You know, there's nothing. Yeah. The, the pickle on the burger <laughs> is not counted as green. Um, you know, what are you eating to get these vitamins and minerals that your body craves to even produce these hormones? So uh, nutrition is a foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the third thing is finding um, a, a tribe, you yeah. know, finding people so you don't feel isolated, mm-hmm. feeling that you're part of a community that can support you and understand your nuances. Uh, that's that's. Also around, um, I guess, education and learning more about your beautiful gifts mm. that this offers. Mm. Uh, that certainly, it sounds like a psychological hack, not a biohack, but it's certainly tapping into the strength of your body, not resenting your body. Mm. And I'll come up with a fourth one in a second. <laughs> um, one of the things that you touched on there was the community and whatever else. And what I found, and I know a lot of ADHDs will be the same, I was kind of, you know, the odd one out. I was popular out going loud until I got into my high school years. And then I was actually awkward and ostracised and that because I was different. Primary school, it didn't matter so much. But in high school, I mean, girls are cruel, right? Mm. Um, And one of the things, you know, and that happened for years. I didn't have girlfriends for years. I Mm. I had, you know, got male friends, but I didn't have girlfriends. I could not, uh, they didn't relate to me. They put me down. I felt, you know, and and maybe, you know, I felt just outside of the, the friendship circles until my adult life and in the last 10 years I have met people that actually they love me because of my craziness and my quirks and that's the community and people that I've surrounded with so they support it love it and love my quirks and stuff so you know I think you know and I know it's a little bit aside from hormones but 
that community of people that accept you for who you are and stop trying to live inside the box. And that will produce better hormones too. 100%. I know when I'm with my girlfriends like yourself, I, everything's raised and I'm happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because that, remember, dopamine's our community hormone as well. Yeah. So a sense of belonging comes from dopamine. Mm. So it's important that we don't. Uh, you know, I don't know how you feel working on your own day in day out, but you know it's probably not the best thing for dopamine. You might find that concentration levels wane a little bit um, and bring you bring you into even a working hub. Mm. That can be. That can sometimes be can too go distracting. Two ways, yeah. yeah. Um, body doubling. I only heard about body doubling actually a few months ago, but it's what I do without knowing it was a thing and that's where you get someone and they can just be in the room with you. They can just be there. They're not distracting in that but they're there. So yes. I get, you know, my partner to body double me because he works at home yeah. um, and, you know, sometimes we, we travel Bali together and, you know, had to sit – You could. Sam, you can work alone but yeah. uh, you'd have to sit sort of near me. We didn't have to talk but you were there and I felt good. <laughs> yeah, and that sense of belonging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, you know, as a biohack, it's really important. We are a pack animal and um, just because we can work from home more and more, it can become socially isolating and if you've recognised that when that happens you're looking for, you know, stimulation or... The fridge. Yeah, Open or the fridge. social media, you know, <laughs> yeah, on and yeah. off the phone or... Yeah, that, that's bringing a your friend. Yeah, that's... <laughs> are you meant to be working? I'm really... What you're really looking for is a dopamine hit. Yeah. You're looking for connection. Yeah. So, yeah, body doubles a great way to get around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find I like someone, it. Find someone who uh, who can support you but not distract you, I think. Is, yeah, is no good-looking men sitting there <laughs> naked. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, <laughs> man. <laughs> Motivation. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, actually you were asking another good question there, which I don't think I covered very well. Uh, menopause, perimenopause, why? <clears throat> so I'll go back to that biohack. Yep. Um, yep. And, you know, another very important time, you know, it's going through menopause and if we're discussing that people might be burnt out and their symptoms are getting worse, this is one time where pushing through the slow is not going to work. Yeah. It's a real tap on the shoulder to not slow down because I know uh, yeah. ADHDs don't like the word slow or, um, you know, I used to draw it. <laughs> and when people say, oh, find one thing and stick to it, it's like, what are you yeah. asking me to do? <laughs> Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But certainly um, when I say slow down, it's um, not, you know, getting up at 5am, smashing out the gym, then, you know, racing around and doing that and then smashing out work and believing that the, your body has that capacity because it you might be able to pull mm. it off, mm. but the, the collateral is going to be the low dopamine, the low uh, noradrenaline, the possibly low serotonin as well. And serotonin's um, inherently related with our sleep. And with Sorry. menopause, because our estrogen receptors are changing, we often have broken sleep mm. and you'll find that serotonin will drop. So then you get the low moods, then you get the anxiety. So it's, yeah. And so, you're waking up at 2am in the morning going. Ho-hum, ho-hum. Um, okay. And actually what I've been doing, I'm curious to know what you would do for that because I know there's a lot of ADHDers out there that do struggle with sleep. You know, might be able to get... If you fall asleep, which I'm lucky, I can fall asleep, mm. it's the waking up at the certain time and then it's on, all on like Donkey Kong. Now, I've got, um, um, you know, a little so – I've got every sleep supplement out there, including I got some melatonin from the States. You can't buy it if you are under 50 here in Australia. Right. Um, you know, you can get it on prescription if you're, if you're over 50, but that's, you know, what I was told. Um, but I got that. And when your brain's going crazy at 2 o'clock in the morning, I – I just don't find much of that works. No. 
Because <laughs> it's not going to – so sedating the brain or using external things at that point is not going to work. So if we backtrack to why your brain became hyperactive towards the end of the night and whilst you might be able to fall asleep, that might be exhaustion, it might be the room or was wine. cool. Or wine, yeah, <laughs> bit of grog on board. Um, fell at, fall asleep, wake up. Now, the brain is a very logical computer. It When it's misfiring and things, that's because the, the programming's a little yeah. bit – you know, someone's pushing enter too often. So it's it's a very logical computer. So it likes routine. Mm-hmm. Now, at, this is where it, I guess it comes into conflict. So what I, some of the things I'm going to say might sound or not resonate with a lot of people, but our brain does like at 8 o'clock at night not doing work. It doesn't like um, having high cortisol levels at the end of the day. It doesn't like stress. It likes going, oh, well, the day's done. I've done the best I can and going, you know, well done and looking for signs in the external world that it is nighttime. Oh, it's dark. Okay, now I need to go to bed. Um, I might have a chamomile tea. I might go and have a bath. I now accept that the day's finished. I've done the best I can with the day. It's time to switch off. Tell the brain it's time to wind down mm. because otherwise it'll be like I want to watch NCIS or some you know Scroll through radical yeah or, or keep s- keep looking keep working I'm gonna work because you know the the to do list didn't get ticked off and it's not going to get ticked off at that time of the night anyway not if, some effectively sometimes yeah. 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 yeah 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 but not sustainably day in day out so yeah. it it takes a lot of uh, discipline to go right. The day has come to an end. My brain needs to sleep mm. and brains do need to sleep. So t- you take it through a little bit of a, you know, from fourth gear down to fourth, third, second, first. You don't just go fourth gear down to just try and switch it off. What do you mean ADHDers do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine why they wake up at 2 o'clock. <laughs> or drink wine to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yep. if we can um, play the role a little bit and help our brain go, right, it's time to go down and sprinkle it down so it slides into gear in a really slow mood, um, we're more likely to pull off a night's sleep. But we were talking a bit before about what happens during menopause. Now, apart from those things and not having stimulants later in night, Mm. um, stimulant medications, stimulants Mm. like some people find alcohol quite stimulating, red wine quite stimulating, uh, tequila quite stimulating. Mm. I don't know who that would be. (laughs) Um, It's it's healthy. (laughs) Coffee can be very stimulating, Mm. arguments, TV, social media, the light on phones can be very stimulating. So removing all those stimulants. Then if people are still struggling to sleep, um, they're waking perpetually and it might be while they're going through menopause or they've got something on their mind. It's because the mind doesn't want us to die in our sleep. So it's like, you know, on alert. But with menopause, our estrogen receptor sites start lessening and we get this rebound flush. And so a lot of women, if they're going through menopause with ADHD, might wake due to the flushes. Yeah. 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 Hot. Hot, awful. If yeah. brain switches on oh. right. Here I am, wide awake. It's two o'clock. Yeah, three o'clock. It's been me. <laughs> it's terrible. Take the blanket off, but it's not external. It's internal. It's like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the best buy hack for people who are going through that is once again addressing that they're not in burnout, and if they are. Um, I always suggest a saliva test, mm. measuring what their adrenals are doing, um, which you won't get that information on a blood test. Yeah, yeah saliva testing's good. Yeah. Yes. Actually, and, and, and if actually you do saliva tests, yes. don't you? Yeah. I actually had one and really, really interesting information and I really love the fact that um, you know, most people out there will do blood tests for mm. everything, won't they? Mm. But you're, I know that you've always said that, you know, if you are going through this stuff and you want to know whether it is your hormones or what's going on there, the, there's two tests that I know that you've recommended for things. And one's yeah. the saliva test and also a hair 
The hair analysis, yeah, analysis. Yeah, just to see if people have the right nutrients on board to make those hormones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put a yeah. link in the um, show notes. And yeah, there okay. Get that from, cool, great. From you. Thanks for that. Yeah. That'll be good. Um, but, yeah, back to, you know, waking at 3 a.m., wide awake. That's what happens through when you're going through menopause, which is called perimenopause. Wide awake. Well, mm, 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 terrible. It's like brain stop. Mm. And it took – I actually went through menopause in six weeks, but yeah. that was one of the features I noticed. I was waking up wide awake. Oh, it's like daytime. It's like, no, it's not. Oh, my God, I've got to sleep. And instead of kind of having too much of a conversation around your brain, you just go, right, it's time to sleep. And you start – yeah, you just coach <laughs> it back into sleeping. Uh, go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's like soothing a baby, actually. The, the, mm-hmm. the same as soothing a baby, you know, than the days where, well, I did the whole – Leave them and they cry, yeah. and whether people agree with that or not. But I can tell you now, my babies were going to sleep when I told them to go to sleep and went to sleep, and you know yeah. that was the only routiney thing I had. But we're the same, <laughs> aren't we? It's we like, are. Well, we the can... brain's a logical, yeah. trained yeah. part of our body. Yeah. And um, I used to clap my hands with my kids and go, "Dream time!" But we can do that too with our brain. It's rehearsal. It's oh, like, okay. oh. So when we wake up and it's like, "Go to bed. Don't think. Stop. Yeah. Stop yourself from." And just use the word "stop." Mm. Don't start entertaining thoughts because that's when oh. a, a menopausal brain will take off. Mm. But also an, an ADHD plus menopause brain is just going to be like, oh. mm. One of my suggestions here as well, and this is the, the, the trap that I fall into, is keep your phone out of the room. Because, you know, when we wake up at that time of the morning, um, it's quite easy to go, well, my brain's not going to sleep. And the thing that you're thinking of, you go, oh, I'll just check. Mm-hmm. I'll check my email. I'll check that on, you know, that random friggin' dress that I was going to buy three weeks ago. <laughs> That's still on sale, you know. <laughs> I'll just scroll through. Keep the phone out of the room. One of the worst things we can do yeah. for anybody, not but particularly people with ADHD, is to start entertaining their mm-hmm. brain. Because it'll want to play. Oh, yeah. We know that. Mm. So it's like, no, no, sleep time. Time to go back to sleep and try and just drift away. Think of, you know, a beach in Hawaii or something boring and slow so your brain isn't looking for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it does take practice, doesn't it? it sure actually, does. um someone taught me an exercise years ago and it, and I used it with my son actually. He's ADHD and that. And I used to get in there and I'd go, you know, with your mind, um, and I'd say it with your mind. Wiggle your toes in your mind, wiggle and go through the body, wiggling the bits nice. and whatnot. And it's just really boring. Uh, you know, some people count sheep, which is actually a thing. You know, listen, it all count backwards from a hundred and stuff like that. And I found that sometimes, you know, not all the time. There's times where my brain's racing, but sometimes it actually really works. works. And I guess with practice, practice is critical. Yeah. And uh, for years after my babies were born and before my babies were born, I used to work night duty. Oh yeah, but particularly when I had the kids. Because I'd be, you know, breastfeeding, you know, using a, a pump at work and then going home to the child or the baby and um, I'd be wired, like, you know, I worked in ICU or emergency, my brain would be bing, 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 and it's like, no, I've got to sleep. I actually have to sleep now because it's the only opportunity of the day. I've got two hours. And I used to pretend that I was going up in a hot air balloon. <laughs> so I literally used to imagine in my mind um, the smell of the wicker basket yeah. Touching it, you know, it's a bit sticky and clammy um, and just looking and then getting into it and imagine sitting on the cushions and then it going up, up, up and away and I, it really helped me yeah. get to sleep. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So little little games like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's got to be something that doesn't stir all the other um, – because when you were talking about the hot air balloon, I'm like, oh, I haven't been on a hot air balloon before. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll have a look at a hot air balloon. Maybe I'll get my phone and – <laughs> yeah, so it's going. That's why you keep the phone out of the room. Yeah, um, 
thank you so much for coming along mm. and um, chatting about these hormones. It's super, mm. like, it's something that really, I guess for me, I'm passionate about learning more um, about, you know, how hormones have a role to play in ADHD, the the things that we can do to sort of, I guess, lessen the symptoms and have, you know, better lives and less burnout. Um, if people want to get hold of you, um, if you, you know, um, either for saliva test, hair test or whatever else, how do they how do, they do that, Sam? Yeah, so uh, website's probably the best way for those things, Sambo Patrick, S-A-M-B-E-O Patrick. Um, and I've got a mini hormone course there as well, which explains, um, unpacks hormones a lot more. So I always find when you've got more education about these things, mm. you feel more empowered. Yep. So yeah, th- th- there's quite a few tools on my website people can find and order saliva tests if they're interested in finding yeah. out their hormones. I found that really, really, really beneficial. It actually showed me things I didn't even didn't didn't even even know. Actually, mm. one of them was white wine. Actually, was it the saliva yeah, or the, the hair, hair test? Would have been that one. Yes. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so thank you so much um, for listening in to um, the ADHD Fempreneur podcast. I hope you really, really enjoyed um, the the information that Sam shared with us today. If you did actually love this information and you want to hear more about how you know um, I can help you, or you know um, other experts can help you in your journey to you know ADHD journey, then make sure that you subscribe through Apple Podcast or Spotify, whatever one you listen to. Uh, Follow me on socials and I'd love a five-star review so that I can give you more information like this um, to help you be, you know, the best ADHD fempreneur out there. See you on my next episode.